Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. This is the final episode of our quarterback rankings. We already ranked the starting quarterbacks uh, in every Power 5 conference and the top G5 and independent quarterbacks. Now we're going to put them all together. This is our top 15 quarterbacks in the country. Uh, Ryan, who fell 15th on our group list here? Yeah, number 15, we had uh, Cam Rising from Utah. Kind of wasn't even supposed to be the guy last year, right? We had uh, my former boy, Charlie Brewer, that was the starting quarterback <laughs> for Utah to begin last season. But uh, Rising just, I don't want I don't want to sound too corny right now. I'm not going to do <laughs> he that. Bros. Not, he bros. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got to not go on there. Uh, but he had a good year when he, when he, after he took over. I mean, Utah just kind of took off as a team uh, as soon as Rising was in there. So 20 touchdowns, five picks, almost eight yards per attempt. Um, and he was a pretty good runner going for 500 on the ground which was a little surprising to me i didn't realize he had that dual threat ability um led utah to a a pac-12 title thrilling rose bowl performance too bad he got hurt against ohio state who knows what would happen there but um just just a great thing for him to be up top 15 nationally after not even starting last year yep moving on to number 14 from purdue aiden o'connell and i think a lot of people might be surprised to hear that Purdue probably has the the second best quarterback in the Big Ten going into the years, you know, mainly just because Purdue, you don't think of Purdue in that upper, upper echelon of, of that conference. But but Aiden O'Connell, he he's the man. Over 70% completions last year, 28 touchdowns, led them to the the thrilling Music City Bowl win over Tennessee. I mean, I guess if you want to point to the bad news, is that he lost David Bell to the NFL. Milton Wright was supposed to be one of his go-to receivers this year. Uh, ruled academically ineligible, but I mean, despite that, Jeff Brom continues to find way to find ways to churn productive offenses. I think O'Connell's talent and play will help elevate the receivers that they have. Yep. Uh, moving on to number thirteen is Brennan Armstrong of Virginia. This is the first of five ACC quarterbacks on this list yeah. that were all very difficult to rank. If you watched our ACC episode, neck and neck. Yeah, very neck and neck. So, um, but. On this overall list, Armstrong came in fifth out of those, but had a breakout season last year, 4,400 yards, 40 total touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and the passing game had to kind of carry Virginia last year because um, the running game wasn't great. They lose you know, pretty much all of their top offensive linemen going into this upcoming year, so they're going to need the quarterbacks and receivers again to carry them, and I would think they'll do a pretty good job of it. Yep, yep, definitely think so too. All right, but let's move on to uh, number 12. We have uh, another ACC quarterback, Sam Hartman from Wake Forest. Um, I, I all, We all came up with our individual list here, and I actually had him much higher. I had him sixth, um, so I guess higher than my bros. But when you consider how razor-thin margin it is between these quarterbacks, and we kind of just talked about ACC even, even in be more specific, it's, these are all so close. The, the 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 difference between six and twelve, like you could say Sam Hartman's twelve, and I'm like, okay, I'm fine with that, you know. But um, my, my personal list, I just had him a little higher. But I just the reason why I did is just I think he carried Wake Forest last year. Their defense was terrible. Didn't have much of a run game. I mean, that team, why they were so success, successful was was the passing game and Sam Hartman. So I think he's poised for another huge year. They got a lot of pieces coming back. So expect him to put up big numbers. Moving on to number 11, continuing our ACC theme, Tyler Van Dyke of Miami. Only a freshman last year in really what was supposed to be 
the big year for Derek King. It ended up being an exciting start to a career for for Van Dyke. Almost 3,000 yards, averaged nine yards per attempt, threw 25 touchdowns. And the second half of the season, he took off. And that's what really has Miami fans very excited. Led them to a 5-1 and one finish with only a close loss at Florida State. They won at ACC champ Pitt. Uh, you know, people are really bullish on him, especially with the excitement of Mario Cristobal coming to town. All right, moving on to the top 10. It's Dylan Gabriel at Oklahoma, of course, transferring from UCF, where he was very good. He averaged nearly nine yards per pass attempt in his career there, super low interception percentage. And you might say, okay, well, it was in that kind of Josh Heupel offense for the most part. Well, now he's going to Jeff Lebby's offense, which he is familiar yeah. with from earlier in his career. So I, I just would think that uh, he would continue his great play. Yeah, you would think so. Uh, all right, moving on to number nine. We have uh, ACC quarterback number three, or is it number four already? I think it's four. Four, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, Devin Leary. Devin Leary from NC State. Uh, just 12 games last year, threw for nearly 3,500 yards, 35 touchdowns to just five picks, um, led the Wolfpack to a 9-3 and three season, and a couple of those losses were super, super close. So his efficiency and just the, how good he was throughout the whole season for them uh, kind of carried them. I mean, they had a good defense to rely on a little bit too, but they got a lot coming back. I would expect him to have another fantastic season. Absolutely. All right, number eight is Quinn Ewers of Texas. And now he's kind of the first wild card oh boy. that we oh have. Oh, boy, on here we list. go. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit lower than talent, you guys on, on this one. Yeah. Talent alone puts him kind of in this, this, this spot, just given, what, his second highest quarterback recruiting ranking ever. Um, so you, ha- you have to think, though, that he'll succeed given how much production Steve Sarkeesian gets out of his quarterbacks. Last year, he had Casey Thompson playing great. Obviously, the run that he had at, at Alabama. But even Washington and USC before that, he was churning out good quarterback play. Uh, Ewers also has incredible skill talent around him to help Bijan Robinson at running back. Uh, he'll be a focal point for defenses. Then you got Xavier, Xavier Worthy on the outside, Wyoming transfer Isaiah Nayer to throw to. So he's in a good position to succeed, and that's what I think we were looking at here. He's got Arch Manning breathing down his <laughs> <Yeah>. neck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think some people not are this probably year, not gonna, this year. Some people are probably going to take issue with having Quinn Ewers that high, but I I think it's understandable because I get it. He's never thrown a, a college pass, but once we get to the top of the list, you're going to see two guys who going into last year had thrown very few uh, college passes, and yet yeah. two of the best quarterbacks you, in the country. You have to project a little bit. Yeah, you have to making a projection there. Uh, number seven, though, is KJ Jefferson of Arkansas. And Kendall Bryles, his offensive coordinator, I think is one of the best in the country. He did a great job with Jefferson last year, uh, utilized his running ability over 600 yards rushing. Didn't ask him to throw a ton. Uh, they were ninth in the country in terms of, of their percentage of run plays. But when he did throw, to his credit, he was extremely efficient. I think the only slight, slight question mark I have going into next year is that he loses Traylon Burks, who was, of course, yeah. one of the best receivers in the country. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's a reason he's this high. We, I, I believe in him. Yeah, and I believe in the offensive coordinator. Uh, yep. And Hazelwood comes in from OU to help kind of fill the void of Burke. So, like, there's still going to be some pieces to work with. So, I, I trust I trust um, Kendall Bryles, though. This is the first time Bryles has had a returning quarterback. 
in his as in his career as wow. an offensive coordinator. I mean, it does seem like he's because he he leaves a lot. True. You know, like yeah. But you know, wow, that's interesting. Well, Jefferson could be Heisman contender then. No, never know. You never know. Yep. All right, man. Do I just get stuck with all the ACC QBs here? <laughs> uh, number six, uh, we have uh, Malik Cunningham from Louisville. Uh, his rushing stats are obviously kind of the reason why we, you put him up so high. He just, he rushed for over a thousand yards last year and 20 rushing touchdowns. I mean, he's a great running back, man. That's just great stats. Um, but you also consider how effective he is through the air, super efficient, 19 touchdowns last year to just six picks over his career. He's a 62 to 24, 62 touchdowns, 24 picks. So he's, he's had a, a good long career there already. Um, and in Louisville's offense, man, he, he has been Louisville's offense. I, I just am kind of trying to think about what they would have been like the last couple of seasons without him. I think they would have really struggled a lot more without him. So I, I think he's a, a huge factor for them and kind of carried him. And um, I think he's deserving of being uh, number six ranked here in the national in the nation. Yep. Number five, Hendon Hooker of Tennessee. Talk about efficient. He's one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the country. 31 touchdowns, three picks last year, and he was doing so in a new offense, of course, with with Heupel and being in the SEC since he was previously in the, the ACC at Virginia Tech. Uh, but almost 10 yards per attempt, nearly 70% completions, not to mention he also had he had over 600 yards rushing. And, you know, he, he really blossomed into a, a great quarterback, and you'd think maybe a second year in Heupel's system – and with the excitement around the Vols going into this year, he'll, he could be one of the best in the nation. I saw a tweet today about him. Like somebody was trying to dog him a little bit. Like they they threw like, oh, if you just a little bit of pressure or something, and you can kind of get to him. You can kind of get him rattled. And they just throw like a, showed a couple of bad passes. Like threw a guy, threw it over a guy's head one time or something. A couple times, like, dude. Look at the stats, man. What are you, what are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah. It's, 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 like Everybody's going to throw a bad pass now and then. I don't know. It's just like somebody's just looking for somebody to complain. I've heard His pe- numbers were incredible. I've heard people dog. I don't know if it's Lincoln Riley offense or Caleb Williams. They're just like, oh, all you got to do is just uh, uh, rush three and drop eight. Rush three and drop eight. You got them. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if it were that easy to stop, I'm sure that, that can be effective. But yeah. if it were that easy to stop Lincoln Riley's offense, yeah. you think over the past like six, seven years, someone would have yeah. done that. Like, so, or they would have done it every game and been really effective. I'm sure it has its moments. Well, Lincoln it's Riley's effective. offense will just, yeah, Lincoln Riley will just run it all over you if you do that. Like, good luck. All right. Anyway, that was an aside. Number four, we've got Sorry. Grayson McCall of Coastal Carolina. Over the last two seasons, he has 54 touchdowns to just six interceptions and a crazy 11 yards per pass attempt. Uh, He's also a very strong runner, so he adds that element. And Coastal Carolina, before he took over as starting quarterback with with Jamie Chadwell, was 5-7. and That was year one of Chadwell. He took over. They are now 22-3 and with, uh, with McCall. And he's just, he's clutch too. He always seems to come through in the big moments in the fourth quarter. He's he's awesome. He's he's losing a lot around him, so that it'll be kind of a big test of yeah. his skill this year. But he's kind of proven. I, I think he deserves this spot. I had him even higher. I I think I had him at number three behind. Uh, well, in front of this next guy here. Okay, but behind C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. Eric, yeah, this next sorry. guy, you just rush three, drop eight, and he sucks. So <laughs> exactly, that's all you got to do, man. Uh, Caleb Williams from USC. I I actually had him at fifth, so you know a little bit lower. I had, I had him below. Uh, I also believe it was Hennon Hooker. I had him ahead of Caleb Williams. Um, 
you know, I mean, I'm still very high on him, but I guess I'm just slightly lower than maybe than my bros and maybe some people nationally. I just just want to see a little bit more. Want to see a little bit more, particularly against good teams. I mean, he, he did play poorly against Iowa State and Baylor, um, and he was okay against Oklahoma State. So, you know, the three of the three pretty good defensive teams in the Big 12, he didn't exactly play that great. Now, it's not always just him, but you know, uh, there's there's just some there's still some question marks out there. Also, with the of course, you got to factor in this year a new transition, uh, new team, new supporting cast, first year. You know, hesitant to put him ahead of guys like 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 we previously mentioned Hooker and Grayson McCall that are proven guys that have just with their team. So, you know, uh, maybe by the end of the year he could Caleb Williams could jump these guys, especially when you got Jordan Addison coming coming to to USC. But just just little optimistic little cautiously optimistic about him all right that's fair yeah not really helping our ranking here ryan i know i don't yeah. think a little bit underselling what he like his overall stats yeah, last year his qbr his you know what he did compared to what spencer rattler did and, and especially as a true freshman so i want to make the case for him actually being third but i hear and even if he is fifth that's still pretty good <laughs> yeah yeah it's still pretty good but i think I, I think most people would put him higher than fifth yeah you're saying he's doesn't he's it's not like a lock that he has to be third and that's fine exactly right that's yeah that's all i'm saying all right thanks for helping us out ryan all right number two We've got these next two guys. They're one and one a. We happen to, to have number yeah. two Bryce Young of of Alabama. Uh, you know, there's not really n- much you need to say. He won the Heisman last year. Ridiculous stats: five thousand yards, almost forty seven touchdowns. Had a clutch comeback victory in the Iron Bowl on the road. Beat Georgia in the SEC title. Threw for four hundred twenty one yards and three scores in that game against you know the best defense in the by far last year. The challenge for him going into twenty two is just a little bit unknown at receiver. Uh, obviously, someone will will break through. Could be Burton from Georgia, the transfer. But losing Jamison Williams, John Mechie isn't necessarily ideal. I'm not worried, but it's just something to watch next year. He's still going to put up some gaudy numbers. Yep. And number one uh, is also going to put up some big numbers. C.J. Stroud at Ohio State. Trey and I agreed on this one. We both had Stroud number one. Ryan, you were the one, only one that had uh, Bryce Young number one, which... Obviously, a reasonable cho- reasonable choice. Can't go wrong here. I just preferred Stroud's efficiency. 10.1 yards per pass attempt. Number one in the nation in pass efficiency rating. Number one in the nation in QBR. Um, tied for first with Bryce Young in PFF's grades, for what that's worth. Um, and Bryce Young was was under pressure, though, more to his credit. So that's kind of... You could kind of go either way here, but slightly preferred yeah. CJ Stroud. That is totally fine. They're equal. All right, yeah. Full list here. Uh, what do you think of this this top fifteen overall? Any honorable mentions? What do you think, Ryan? SEC, ACC dominated man. Uh, those are the the two best conferences as far as QBs go. I don't think there's really any doubt. I mean, the, the debate can be maybe for third, but one and two, you can uh, one and two out uh, SEC, ACC. It's close. There's some really good QBs in both, but they are the top two clearly in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah, and I think looking at this list, I think kind of the top five for me, I didn't have to think about too much. I thought C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Caleb Williams, Grayson McCall, and Hendon Hooker in some order is I for me it was was a pretty easy choice. Yeah. After that, six through fifteen, you could mix it up in any order, and I wouldn't have a problem. And there's even guys outside of the top fifteen, like um, Jake Hayner was my I guess biggest snub. I had him in my. Yeah. Jaron Hall was. 
during there. all BYU. You For could me. throw in BYU. Uh, you know, Spencer Rattler. Uh, I had Will Rogers uh, close to this too. I like Will Rogers at Mississippi State. I think he's he's poised for a huge year. Okay, what about you, Trey? Yeah, so. no, you guys, you guys hit all my <laughs> yeah. my points right there. You took okay. the words out of my mouth. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, let us know uh, if you're watching on YouTube in the comments below your thoughts on our list and any quarterbacks you would have had in your top fifteen. Um, but that does it for our quarterback ranking series. If you enjoyed these, uh, be sure to check out our coach rankings series as well. We did that a couple months ago, so you can check that out on our feed. And we will see you next time. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.